Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan Michaels, and welcome to the Slow Down Method Podcast. Hey, everyone. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. Just want to say thank you for joining me on another Wednesday here on my podcast. If you are a new listener, just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. And if you feel like it, you can always share my podcast here on either Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or if you like, you can jump on anchor.com. That's where I record my podcast here. And I bring out new episodes every Wednesday. So make sure you share them with your friends, your family, your neighbors. Heck, you can even share it with strangers. Maybe they would appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode here on my podcast. I hope you're doing well today. And like always, I hope your week is going fantastic. If you are a new listener here, just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. And if you are a returning listener, hey, welcome back. Glad that you can listen again. Um, for those who may not know this, I do record episodes every two weeks now instead of my weekly format. The reason being is one, it gives me time to plan better, uh, I guess, episodes. And not only that, but based off the results I am seeing, it looks like giving a two-week span versus a one-week span, uh, my listeners, aka you guys, are able to take your time and really get everything you want to hear from the episode. So, for right now, I'm going to continue doing the two weeks. If you all hate it, let me know. If you love it, let me know. That way I can kind of know what we're feeling from this. Now, however, I want to talk about uh, the episode that I just came out two weeks ago, because this week is going to be a continuation of it. So again, to bring everyone up to speed, for those who don't know, I went to a ministry program. And even though it was great, you know, I got to get quote-unquote closer to God, made some really great relationships, uh, made really great connections, the whole nine yards, right? It was a good time. But I make a joke because whether it's me or anyone from the alumni, we've had this inside joke where it's like, oh, well, maybe we're like, some of the stuff we did was kind of like a cultish kind of thing, right? And the, the reason why I can back up that claim is because in the same vein, we had people saying to us, like leadership and other um, student body, saying like, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that people are going to see that we do, and it's not going to make sense to them. And that's okay because what we're doing is something different. And I'm like, okay, cool. No, no, no. I hear what you're saying. However, just because we're doing something different doesn't mean that it's correct or okay or better yet in line with who God is and what we're trying to do, right? So all that to say is I decided that now that the program is closed, I feel like it's my uh, right or my freedom or whatever my own opinion will just say to be able to talk about some of my experiences. So last week, if you haven't listened to it, highly recommend it. I did talk about some stuff, um, gave some shout outs to some other people who also experienced weird things. And this week, I'm going to continue that. The reason being was, one, I really kind of enjoy talking about some of the old stuff back then, um, even if it wasn't always great. And two, because I think it's great to bring clarity, a different perspective. And not only that, but just because we are like myself or other people who are listening are Christians, it doesn't mean we now just live a life of like, oh, cool, I'm a Christian. Here's some weird stuff we do. It's part of a cult, whatever. If you don't do this, God doesn't love you. You're not close to God, blah, 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 blah. And that's like my main thing. 
I want you guys to realize that no matter what you're doing in life, like if you are trying to get close to God, getting close to God doesn't mean you have to read your Bible every day. It doesn't mean you go to church every Sunday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, like our relationship with God is not a legalistic thing. It's a relational thing. So the reason why I'm talking about my ministry program is that oftentimes it was easy to fall into the legalistic side of things than the actual relationship of things. So take that as a grain of salt for you guys when you listen to this because, again, some of you guys might be alumni from the program. Some of you guys might just be normal Christians. Some of you guys may not even, like, think about Jesus or God or anything like that, and that's totally cool. I'm just sharing my experience, and for those who truly know who I am, you know that, like, one, I am a Christian, and two, like, you know, I've had people tell me, oh, you're not like your typical Christian. You're, like, a little bit more authentic. You're a little bit more realistic. You're, like, you care. You're not just trying to hit me with the Bible and tell me I'm going to hell. So that's, that's my heart behind these episodes. So, you know, maybe I'm going to step on some toes, and for that, I, that's not what I'm trying to do. Second, not trying to roast my program. I am definitely pointing out things to critique it. And yes, the program wasn't perfect, but neither was I. So that's another thing. And finally, you know, it's just kind of funny to talk about some of the stuff that I went through. Because I've always talked about going to a ministry program, but like... You know, and the people who have gone to ministry programs, it's like a weird inner circle that we get to talk about. But I'm, I'm trying to bring some light to you guys so you can kind of be like, oh, wow, that is kind of weird. Anyway, let's get into it, right? So the first thing I want to talk about is a conversation I had with a student when I was already alumni. Um, the, it was funny because when I had talked to this student, you know, I was just asking, Hey man, you know, how do you, how are you enjoying the program? You know, are you coming back for another year? What's your goal? Where are you trying to go from this? Right? Because I was always told in that program that the program is supposed to be a launching pad. It's supposed to push you to another trajectory on your path to wherever you're supposed to go. Right? And it was first off that was always like a ride or die kind of moment where it was like if you didn't if you did not launch to something great whether that was ministry mainly ministry then the life that you're living outside of the program was like mediocre like you're good but second class citizen right and i said uh, i talked about that a little bit in the last episode so again listen to that episode um but for me I, you know, came into that program and didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, sure, I like ministry, but I didn't really want to, like, maybe be a pastor or, or whatever, right? So it took me some time to figure that out. So me asking that other student, I was like, hey, man, you know, what What are your plans? Because, you know, if you're in the ministry program and you want to do ministry, I think it makes sense. You know, I think it, it, it's really good. However, if you're going to that program and getting closer to your God, also good. But if you went to that program and you're, like, trying to, like, get a normal job as a accountant or a, I don't know, a sales or stuff like that, it can help. But it may not be the best choice, maybe, you know, to each their own and different lifestyles may help, may not help. But I asked that student and he was like, you know, oh, yeah, I want to come back for another year. But finances are a thing. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, man. You know, that makes sense. You know, what's your game plan? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do support letters, um, this, that, the other. And I'm like, cool. Awesome. 
I also told him, hey man, you know, just to give you some, I guess, ease, if you come back next year, awesome. Like, I would love for that to happen. However, if you don't, and you decide you get a normal job, or you move on, you go to, like, a normal college, whatever it may be, that's also good. Because no matter where you go, God's gonna use you, right? And so he's like, alright, cool. Then, for some weird reason, there was this weird whisper down the alley scenario where I think he must have talked to someone in leadership in that program and that leadership may have talked to like the director or dean of students there or whatever it was and somehow they talked to a pastor who was on that campus um, who was like overhead of that program even more and that pastor talked to me and he was like yeah so I've heard like you know you're talking bad about the program and I was like what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I heard like, you know, people were saying that you were trying to get people not to come to the program and talking ill about it. And I'm like, no, I've never said anything like that. Except for that one conversation in my brain where I was like, yeah, I mean, I talked to someone about the program and like, if he wants to come back, awesome. And if he's going to go somewhere else, you know, God's going to use him. So the pastor was like, well, don't worry. Um, you know, I'm going to talk to whoever uh, reported this and uh, I'm like going to see whoever said this to come talk to me about this. Lo and behold, no one came up to that pastor and said anything. So again, let me like, I guess, preface this. For some reason, I got ousted by my program in being like this heretic or this like uber sinner or something and they just low-key did not like me and I know you know whoa Dan like I think you're just saying that no guys I don't know how else to preface this unless you're like a close friend and I've talked to you about this this program once I had left and once I no longer became a quote-unquote favorite with certain people in that program they just like looked at me in a whole different light and the reason being is I decided there was like a couple of situations where I stood up for myself with the leadership there and told them how I felt. And they were just like, here's the response. Because now I was working as an intern at the church. So I was their coworker. I was no longer a student. I was partnering with them. And the annoying part was the certain individuals up there had like, were just trying to be like, no, Dan, like that's not how we do things. No, we're not doing that. And I can remember a meeting where I had to, like, literally go, oh, like, no, I'm just giving a suggestion, like, because we're meeting about some stuff that involves me and you guys, here's some ideas. And lo and behold, they were just like, no, we're not doing that. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> like, they got, you know, hot-headed, I was like, no, like, I'm not here to, like, force my way into things, I'm literally just trying to have a conversation. And so we got out of that meeting, and then that same, like, one of the people in leadership talked to me and was like, hey, Dan, like, can we talk really quick? And I was like, I told him, like, uh, no, they were like, hey, can we talk privately? And I said, no, I really don't want to talk privately. We can talk right here because, you know, something about private conversations means that there's not, like, it's like he said, she said, you know, and I'm like, no, we're not going to have that. We're going to talk out in the open. If you have an issue, let's talk, right? And I know for some of y'all, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, Dan, you're so confrontational. Guys, I trust me when I say I had to be because this situation was 
literally dumb for them to get hot-headed about. And two, they prevented me from doing my job effectively. So I was like, yo, we're not going to, like, you know, talk behind closed doors. We're just going to talk in the open. You have a conflict with me? Like, it doesn't not say in the Bible that you should just talk to me and have that conversation? Whatever, right? So we started talking, and she's like, you know, what what's wrong? Like, why are you, like, you seem upset. I'm like, I'm not upset. Like, I'm annoyed because, you know... I'm in the, like, I'm no longer in the program, we, like, are working together, and all you guys did was just shot down, or shoot down, like, everything I had suggested, and, you know, they were just, like, or that person was just, like, oh, blah, 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 she's, like, um, well, you know, like, just know, like, I still care about you, like, I'll be, like, you know, I still care about you, still love you, and I literally go, no, this is not a question about if you love me or not, this is a question for respect, I am now working with you, but you're not giving me that same level of respect. And that person was like, well, you know, okay, well, we'll be praying for you and everything. Which, by the way, if for those who may not know this, I hate that. Don't say that, because that just means, like, that's the Christian way of saying, well, like, I'm taking the higher road because I'm so holy. It's like, no, you're not holy. You're a big old butthole. <laughs> um, and so that person, like, you know, we were we ended that conversation, and that was it. But because of that, that person, another person in leadership, I swear to you guys, had it out for me. They may have not said it towards me, but there's multiple times where there was just odd situations where, lo and behold, you know, they would try and get me either removed from where I was at or, like, try and say something ill about me. And literally, I did not care about that program. Like, as soon as I left, I was like, all right, cool, gotta move on, and I'm not gonna look back, you know? Other people who graduated and, like, still worked at the church, dude, they would, like, come back to that program and, like, hang out in the school and, like, talk to the leadership there and all that. I'm like, look, guys, we graduated. Like, that's like saying you graduated high school and you keep showing up when you're 30 years old. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, grow up and move on. Yes, appreciate them, talk to them, but you don't need to go to their program. You don't need to, like, suck up to the leadership there because you're working as like a co-worker with them, you know, but that's neither here nor there, um, but yeah, so again, for some reason, those two leaders just had it out for me, and again, this was like at random times since I was there working at the church, and I was just like, dude, I hope y'all know, like, I don't think about you guys, literally, like, my, uh, my pastor that I had worked under for the music program, he, like, stood up for me, and he, like, had to, uh, had, like, weird situations with that same ministry program. Really weird. Like, I don't know what it was, but they became, like, super defensive. And let me tell you, it was because of that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff, I apologize, um, that made me, like, dislike church work. Because there was a lot more church politics, and it was always hidden behind a nice smile. It was always hidden behind... This is our heart behind the ministry. In reality, it wasn't usually that. Like, there were some times where someone's heart was truly behind what was the mission, which was, like, reaching people and helping the community. Then there was other times where it was like, yeah, we just need more funding for our department, and we're going to do this because of our ministry and blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't that. So, again, I could go on and on about it, but I'm going to stop there. Uh, but... Yeah, it was just so funny because a lot of people, I don't even know if a lot of people knew that, but this is me telling you out loud to the whole world of my podcast listeners, 
like my program did not like me because I stood up for myself and two because I wasn't going to like bend like over for someone to be like still a quote-unquote favorite in the program um and you know like other people they had their own quarrels and qualms about the program and the cool thing for them is that they could say whatever issue they had with the program but they lived in i don't know back in minnesota or you know i don't know uh indiana or something like that a lot of people were from the midwest by the way but you know they could like have their issues but they could like say it out loud and not have the effect you know and so i'm like yeah and like you know i get it i made uh my choice by not like being no longer a favorite so again being one, the alumni of, a, of that program and being literally across the way, like a field across, like a little, I, w I could walk to the school from where I live in like maybe two minutes, maybe three, maybe four, depending on how lazy I was. And they like never reached out, you know, they never talked to me, you know, like the last person that really tried to connect, quote unquote, connect with me was the guy who took over the young adults ministry there. And sure, you know, he was cool, but like, it wasn't like, it just never felt like a real connection. It was always like, all right, but what do you want from me? You just want to get on my good side. You just want me to be in your pocket. Like what, what, what is it? Right. So again, that was me. And I will admit, you know, and maybe this is not a good trait for me, but I would probably say that I was the most vocal about, like, certain issues with the program, thus me making a whole episode or two episodes about it. Two, like, I just, like, I don't know, I just didn't care. Like, if this is wrong, then it's wrong. And it shouldn't be hidden behind the mask of Christianity or the mask behind a ministry program. If I didn't agree with it, I didn't agree with it. And I did get into, like, maybe, like, I think um, one or two tougher conversations with either coworkers um, from the church or uh, friends. And they were like, well, you got to support it. And I'm like, I, I don't, though. Like, you telling me to support it means, like, you know, I have to go against what I believe is right. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, you know. Um, and again, maybe that paints me as a bad guy. Maybe me being vocal about it may have been an issue. But... It was because I've talked to so many other alumni about different things, and they had said a lot of the same issues, whether they were no longer a favorite, or they felt like they had to perform, or, you know, I lived across the way, and they never reached out. Do you know how many alumni have lived in the same area as I did? A handful of us. And yet, time and time again, they would not reach out to us. And it doesn't matter if they had an alumni page on Facebook. That thing was so inactive. Like, it was so dumb. And then when they tried to reactivate it with, like, someone to do it, yes, I enjoyed it. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, y'all are too late. Like, I've been out of the program for, like, a couple of years now. And now you're really trying to connect with the alumni just because a new director showed up. Like, mm, I don't think it works that way. Like, I think you should have made real connections, stayed with them, and granted, maybe you couldn't make, you know, solid relationships with every individual, but, like, make an effort instead of just, like, writing happy birthday on my Facebook page, you know what I mean? Oh, happy birthday, praying for you. Like, no, that's, that's not relationship. That's networking. That's keeping up with appearances, you know? And here's, some, here's another thing. I again, had, and, you know, again, I will be the one that will throw myself under the bus 
and and be the one that says this information and not give out details and I'll be the one that sounds bad but I've had many conversations with other students alumni and mainly alumni because it's usually the alumni that we were like oh wow this happened um but I had a lot of conversations with alumni that said, you know, they would go into like certain meetings with certain individuals where they would confide in that leader and like talk and like privately. And then lo and behold, somehow they would find out that that leader then ended up spilling the beans to maybe a certain person or other people that involved the conversation. And I was like, dude, <laughs> what the heck? How is that like, there's no confidentiality in it. Like there's no like, you know, oh, I feel confident in sharing my heart. No, because chances are your heart was probably going to be spilled to another person. Like I had heard multiple times where someone would go into uh, a meeting talk about, you know, oh yeah, I kind of like this one person. And that leader would be like, oh yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. And then they would leave. And then maybe the other, like that person that the individual liked would come in for like a random meeting or something. Like nothing, like it, that wasn't planned, but they would just have a meeting. And lo and behold, that leader would be like just dropping like hints about, yeah, this person maybe, or like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, really? And I know, you're saying, well, Dan, maybe that's just, like, one time. No, guys, I need to clarify. It was multiple people who told me these situations. And it was very frustrating to hear that. Because, again, like, I experienced that, too. And it was, like, not cool. And granted, again, for those who may know me from my third year... First off, my third year was one of my favorite years with my uh, apartment, but it was a lot of, like, emotional stress, and, like, I did not handle it well, but guess what? Like, life happens, and you grow from it, and whatever, and I will say it was, like, my third year where things did not uh, go the way that I think everyone expected it to be, you know, they, that's when I kind of started to lose my, like, favoritism there, and I just kind of became another person, which, Honestly, I was like totally okay with because I did not want to be a favorite. There is definitely comments in that program that was made towards me that may have been taken a little racist-like. Um, and I'm not going to point fingers or say names because that's not what I'm about. But I will say there are times where I was like, wow, like this person is being like kind of racist. Like actually, like literally being racist. Um, and so, but again, you know, we just, like, I just laughed it off because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, haha, like, whatever. And that was one for me that was not right. Like, I'm going to say I did not stick up for myself because, unfortunately, for me, I've experienced a lot of, like, random racism like that. And for me, it was like, oh, yeah, no, that's just, like, a normal thing. Now that I'm older and, like, really took a step back, whether it's that situation or other situations... I'm realizing, oh, wow, like, that's just, like, racist. And, like, I, uh, I've been the annoying person to now advocate for myself and just be able to stand up for myself for that. So that's a little, little pat on my back for me. But, you know, this, the program, again, was good. There was moments where it was effective. It was, there was moments where you made really good connections. A lot of my close friends came from that program, you know. But now as I, you know, grow out of that program, you know, you know, we're all doing our own things, and, uh, you know, there's some people, here's another fun fact, sorry, that just popped into my brain, it was funny to see alumni who had left, like, years before I did, and then 
um, later, like, maybe they chose different lifestyles or did certain things that maybe weren't in line with the program, and all of a sudden, whether it was people who knew that individual or certain leadership or whatever, the conversations would just start going off about, oh, that person went crazy, or that person's not living for the Lord, or that person's just, like, not seeing things correctly. And it's like, no, guys, like, before we start pointing fingers, like, maybe there's more to it. You know, maybe that person went through some stuff, and now, like, this is where they're at. And shame on us for trying to roast this person who's just trying to keep going with life, you know, trying to keep their head above water. And here we are trying to dunk them in and, like, drown them, right? Like, and again, I will admit, like, there's times where I did that and it wasn't cool. But there's also a lot of times, like, I heard that from other people and it's like, yo, guys, we are, we're missing the mark here. Like, we're in the ministry program, you know, like, we can't chalk this up to you know, we do things different. No, if anything, we're doing things worse. <laughs> we gotta do better, you know? And again, let me clarify, there were definitely good points. You know, there was definitely times where, you know, we got close to each other as like a, a school or a family or as a classmate. And then there was times where we had fun. You know, I can tell you that I had tons of fun, all tons of memories tons of relationships from that program like some of my closest friends again are from that program but that program definitely left some uh, scrapes and scars from my life and you know I think even now I'm still learning to unravel some of that and realize oh wow, wow like my relationship with God is a lot different than that you know instead of like putting me in this legalistic framework of what it should be like some of it wasn't true and ironically, it was me going to, you know, another church and talking to, like, some really awesome leaders and them kind of being like, yeah, man, like, you know, I totally understand this program because they've either known about it or had gone through it. And they're like, no, it's, it's different, you know, like, God doesn't want you for your what you can do. He wants you. And for someone who came from a ministry program, that was really tough to wrap my head around because... I was taught throughout that program, like, yeah, like, you know, you want to be, you know, close to God, but then also you got to do things for him too. Even though they didn't, like, outright always say it, they definitely impressed that where, you know, are you doing your devos every day? Devotions and devotions. You know, are you praying every day? Are you connecting with your classmates? Are you connecting with, you know, the church? Are you doing this ministry? Are you part of that ministry? It was just like a lot of, like, stuff. Um, and even, and to be frank, you know, and again, maybe I'll get, you know, crap for this. Um, and ironically, I've heard this from other ministry programs, which is also kind of funny, but boy, howdy, were we, were we just free labor for the church? Like, not to like throw the church under the bus, but did we just do so much stuff and call it ministry uh, or ministry in practice, or whatever, and in reality, that was not true a lot of times, some of it was just doing labor, we were just supporting the ministries, and doing things that we were, like, quote-unquote ministry training on, but it, it wasn't ministry training, it was babysitting, or being part of a group, like, there's very, maybe a couple times I was involved in different ministries, and really loved it, and really wanted to be a part of it, and then there was other stuff that we had to do, where I was like, nah, this, this is, this is labor, this is free labor, you want to, here's a great example, and again, if y'all roast me, and say I'm a not good Christian, I get it, you know, tell me something new, um, 
But here's some fun fact. There was a time, actually a couple times, where we would do, you know, like we'd all meet together as a school. We were a really small, like, program, by the way. Um, but uh, we would, like, talk about announcements and stuff like that. Um, and then we would do this thing called, you know, uh, I don't even think it had a name, but we just helped out the, uh, the maintenance team there. Now, don't get me wrong. Not saying I wouldn't want to help out the maintenance team here and there, but we did some stupid things. Let's be real. We did mulching where, you know, they bought mulch and we, as a ministry program, can do ministry training to help the church would then help mulch. We would also weed. So we would, like, pull out the weeds and everything, throw the mulch on, and we would do that till, like, mm, I don't know, from maybe, like, 9 to, like, 12, give or take. And then we would do that, we would run home, eat lunch, come back and do quote-unquote classes, which were, like, eh, like, not really. Like, they were kind of, like, like, think about free electives in real college, but now take, like, any sense of a real class out of the way. That's, that's a lot of our classes. Like, I don't know. A lot of it was just like, eh, ah, nice, you know. We did have, like, really cool people who came in and, like, talked about their experiences in ministry or, or stuff like that. And, you know, it's really dumb. We would do this thing. Um, and when I say we, I don't mean me, I guess. But the program would do this thing where they would bring in sometimes alumni from previous years to talk about their experience and stuff like that. Now, granted, most, if not all, the alumni uh, came back to talk about their life in ministry. For, uh, I don't think I, I don't really recall anyone from that program who came back to talk about real life. It was all ministry stuff. So, I mean, cool, but if you didn't do ministry, like, then you weren't really called back. And again, it was one of those things where it was about the favorites. So, like, again, I lived just across the way, but granted, I clearly know they weren't going to ask me to speak about life and whatever because they did not like me. And they would bring in, like, certain favorites or people who were, like, oh, just, like, crazy. Like, oh, this person was so good. We love them, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of frustrated me sometimes because, you know, you have these people go through the program and they don't get a call back, but, you know, the favorites did or certain individuals did. And don't get me wrong, some of those people that came back, like, they were my friends and I appreciated that they came back. But then there was other times where, like, I didn't get to hear about, you know, this other person doing normal life, you know, like, here's, here's a fun little thing, like, and this may be, like, a random shout-out, but, um, there was a girl named Melissa, um, who went through that program, and she, like, went through, I think, way before I did, like, I, I don't even remember what, what year she was, but, uh, I hadn't met her because she was living at the apartments that I was living at, and, Dude, she's an amazing person. Love her. I miss her. Um, but uh, she, I think, lives in Minnesota now, give or take. Um, but, you know, she's like, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's a nurse or something in regards to that. And she, you know, is kicking butt. Now, I doubt that she would ever be called back to um, that ministry program to give you know, like, a life-learning lesson, because she wasn't in ministry, you know, chances are, maybe the certain beliefs she might have had, or shared on social media, was like, oh, no, we can't have that here, 
and it's like, oh, dude, shut up. Like, maybe what she's saying might be really effective. Maybe it could really challenge someone who's going to work a normal job and be, like, a normal human being. And so, like, I don't know, it just kind of stunk. I mean, the only conversation, like, and even those alumni that came back from ministry, it was all, like, kind of the same stuff, you know? Like, oh, it's not easy. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. Cool, great, awesome. But, I don't know, I just... I left that program thinking that I was going to be a world changer. And in reality, I was going to the real world just to be like a normal human being who was supposed to love better. And that was really tough for me. I I loved with filters on. I loved with expectations. I loved with what they can do for me. Instead of being able to love them like, I don't know, Christ wanted me to love them. Now, I'm not saying the, the program made me do that. But it was maybe through the program that I came up with those expectations. And it took me a long time for me to, like, see people for who they needed to be and who they really were without trying to shove Jesus Christ down their throats, you know. Um, And so, yeah, I will say it's been a long journey to where I'm at now. And, you know, again, I could share just even more stories. And I bet my other fellow alumni... Uh, have other um, things to say and for that you know maybe they'll come out with their own podcast (laughs) but um but yeah no I mean all that to say is again that program did help me in the different life uh, I guess in different seasons I was in and you know it really helped me to kind of maybe refocus in my relationship with God But at the end of the day, you know, once I left that program, you know, it was tough to like keep a lot of the same, I guess, uh, routines with that program living in the real world. You know, I didn't always have time to do my devos every day. Some people still do. And that's awesome for me. You know, sometimes my devos look like it's in the morning. Sometimes at night. Sometimes I miss it. And boy, how did I feel guilty for missing it? I felt like a second class Christian but, you know, I actually talked to a couple different people about that, and they were like, no, like, you shouldn't feel horrible for missing devotions. Like, that's just something that, like, happens. But, like, yeah, you should want to, like, get into the Word and read the Bible. Awesome. But, like, don't feel like if you don't read the Word, God doesn't love you. It's just, like, you missed it. Okay, move on, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share another, I guess, couple of stories with you for this week. Because, yes, I will say, like, I think I was part of a cult, um, but I hopefully left and became a better person through it, which sounds really weird, but, yeah, I don't know, like, I like to think nowadays I care about people better, that I love people better, I'm more empathetic, I'm willing to see different people's uh, perspectives, and just try to understand people more before I, like, try and show them you know this is how a christian should be this is how like we should all be living like no i want to know more about your life and and see, see where you come from and then maybe you can see a little bit where i come from and with that like oh that's it you know i might continue another episode but i probably won't um but i just want you to know that if you're going to a ministry program hey like hear what i'm saying and be like okay cool like there's going to be some maybe odd stuff that they do, but that doesn't mean, like, it's going to be a bad program. You know, it can help challenge you and make you grow better and get closer to God, um, make you more mature, whatever it may be. You might even find your passion or your dream. And if that's the case, awesome. But also know that, 
you know, just because you're going to a ministry program doesn't mean you become, like, next-level Christian. You don't become Bible man, you know. You just become, hopefully, a better person and learn to love people and share Christ. Um, and that's what I'm learning even now. After I, I feel like I would argue I've learned more being out of the program than I was in the program. But I had to go through that program in order to live better now. I know, that was a tongue twister. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, again, wherever you are in life, you know, I do hope that if you are a Christian, awesome. Want you to have that better relationship with God and with, like, other Christians. Um, and also with people who are not Christians. Um, for those who don't know anything about God, don't want anything to do with God, hey, that's cool, you know? Like, at least for me, I'm not going to try and shove Jesus down your throat. I just want to have, like, a good relationship with you and, like, see where you're at. And, you know, for those who are still searching, like, hey, I won't lie, like, God's pretty cool. Um, yes, we're, you know, Christians are not perfect, but no one is, and we're all trying to be better. And if you want some conversation about it, yo, hit your boy up. We'd love to have that conversation. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. With that, guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, enjoy the rest of your week, and the week following. And then I'll catch you on the next one. Peace!